0: action pack awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now welcome to super movie brothers let's start the show
1: this is a podcast on the pod fix network
0: Super Movie Brothers, episode 156. I'm your host, Super Movie Brother Dave. I'm your host, Super Movie Brother Jay. The theme of this week, brevity that's the theme of this brevity. week brevity brevity that's right yeah we're not going to have that our normal long-winded one hour 45 minute episodes or even like you know two hour long episodes not that we, we, we shoot it. for that time we exactly don't. we really don't just it's what just happens sort of happens, uh, just that just what way happens. The sometimes there's just so much shit we want to pack into each episode yeah and, and we, we have
1: a sort of a formula that we like to abide by normally yeah, yeah. Um, so instead we're just gonna do a uh it's our show we can do whatever we want this right is a, this is a basic
0: sort of. this is a basic bitch episode it's is what this is <laughs> yeah we're under it before <laughs> yeah. But we haven't even gotten annoying to people yet and are already shutting it off. Like, oh, basic like, yeah, basic so up. Tonight
1: we're just going to be that blonde with sunglasses on, getting our Starbucks, and, you know, That's just true. basic, yeah.
0: you know. <laughs> uh, so what, what, what we got planned for tonight is, literally, it's going to be a catch-up uh, with me and Jay, what we've been watching and stuff like that. We got some movie reviews, uh, brief five-minute-ish reviews, and we got some Trailer Park breakdowns, some new beer reviews, and then we're going to get the fuck out of here, man. That's right. So, Jay. It's been one week since you looked at me. got your head to the sides and I'm angry. What are you up to this week, man? What you been up to? What'd
1: you get down to? Did you do anything fun? I don't know, man. I mean, there was Father's Day. I, I you know, hung with the family a little bit, I did a little bit of work. I hung with some friends. Father's Day, you say? Father's Day. Let me tell
0: you about mine. Because
1: <laughs> I didn't have too much of an eventful week well, you don't have per kids, se. So you definitely didn't have an eventful I, I, Father's I, Day. I, that is true. That is true. And I, and I didn't do too much other than hang out with the family. Didn't go over the top with my pop at all. I've done a lot of like small gifts, though, this year. Sprinkled in. Like every month, every month and a half, I've like,
0: like, giving him up. something. While he like, was laid up from back and shoulder surgery, you did everything around the house. Sounds pretty <laughs> Sounds pretty giving to me, my friend. Oh, yes. <laughs> although just he d- keep on giving yeah <laughs> although he does offer you rent-free living so yeah toss up <laughs> i mean i pay for their phones
1: and their phone bills uh you
0: contribute god damn it i contribute a little contribute, bit Contribute, yeah
1: yeah my, my i feel like my presence you know keeps them you know young
0: yeah sure <laughs> we'll go with that we'll go with that yeah, the, meanwhile I mean, when you walk you know, past you're just like what the fuck is he gonna move the fuck out <laughs>
1: jesus christ i know they are very conflicted because like my it's funny because my sister was the first one to move out and now she just got married but ever since like you know they crawl at every morsel of like consuming every bit of her like my, my dad and her go to get like brunch three days a week they talk on the phone like 20 times a day you know my mom like you know twice a day it's it's just like it's weird like they can't Absence my friend
0: It makes the heart Grow fonder I know Your parents will Love you more When you're out The fucking house (laughs) But I'm barely there That's the thing (laughs) Right which means They look at you And they go Hmm (laughs)
1: How long is this going to keep yeah. on
0: going? So Father's Day for me, man, let me tell you. I had an excellent Saturday before Father's Day. I had my brother over, my dad over. Gorgeous
1: weather. Yeah. Gorgeous day.
0: Grilled some steaks. Kids went swimming. Good stuff. Uh, kids played and everyone was happy for the most part. Parted ways and stuff. Sunday, my day, my daughter, um, she wakes up and she's just just a fucking a, adorable little pill (laughs) all day and uh, i mean eh, that's part of the course you know you you get good days you get bad days sour patch kid through and through that's my kid she's sour she's sweet it's whatever Uh, but she was such like a such such a day and uh, at one point like my wife just just asked her like you know your dad does so much for you and you're being so mean to him and she's just like she's like you know you like coming here and seeing your dad right and she's like no (laughs) She's like, I just want to go home with my mommy. And she was Are like, Are you serious? Yeah, the, and, and so, like Lauren Esther, she's like, She's like, So you never want to come here again? She goes, No, I miss my mommy too much. I don't ever want to come here again. What? Uh, and I was like right there, like
1: Yeah, you told me that she said uh, some fucked up uh, shit that broke your heart, but like, my God, that is like
0: eating dinner, and I was just That's like, beyond what I thought. I was immediately like, I'm not hungry anymore. And I'm just gonna go to my room now by myself and play video games. And that's what I did. I went to my room and I played video games, and I was heartbroken. I was. Heartbroken. I'm sure
1: the whiskey came out that night. Yeah.
0: <laughs> no, I did. I, I didn't drink that night. It was Sunday. I had to take her back early the next day. Uh, so I mean, yeah. I was just like, I was like beside myself. I was like, oh my god, like why would she say those things? Like why is my child being so hurtful to me? <laughs> I'm s- it, it like, dude, it like, wow. yeah, it that's, hurt uh, my feelings so I, bad. And I, I know she's I, five. I get it? I get she's it. She's five. You know, so I understand that, like. She's not saying but that is anything. like the worst thing that I know a kid can say to their parent. Oh, my God. Yeah. Right. Just like I don't, I want nothing to do with you today. And I was like, and it's not like there was any inciting incident And of all day. Right. She and made, any day of the year besides Father's Day. I know. But she doesn't. She's fine. She doesn't understand what Father's Day is. Yes. So broke my fucking heart. And like, I've had people say some vile things fucked up hurtful things to me and i've looked them right in the face smiled and came back with something what do you say to a five-year-old when they do this you know you can't tell them to put their finger up their fucking ass and you know you know you can't beat them up either and and but there was no inciting incident she didn't like i didn't yell at her that day we didn't have any issues we had a pretty good morning like all that stuff and it was just like wow Wow. Yeah. yeah and like it was a very quiet, somber night because <laughs> it was like she could tell she did like something wrong, but like she's like, I don't really understand, and like I didn't, I didn't yell at her and I didn't chastise her. You know, we 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 went about our our normal business good. and stuff. Good. Like I didn't, I didn't make her feel like she did anything wrong or anything because she's five; she doesn't understand what she's saying and doing and stuff. But I was like, fuck, that hurts so bad, hurts so bad, and it's like, man, I I dread like getting, I I dread seeing my kid again because I'm gonna be like, what. What other fucked up things are you hiding in your little <laughs> head there, huh? <laughs> what other little nuggets of knowledge are you gonna drop on daddy to make him? Sh- I
1: I really think that it was just one of those things where maybe it was a little of a depressing, rainy morning, and she just. I don't sort think she of, was
0: understanding the questions that were being asked to her.
1: As yeah, well. I, I think it was just maybe she was missing her mom at the time, but like I don't think she meant. Yeah, like,
0: yeah, that's what I mean. I do at don't,
1: all like she doesn't want to come back again. I don't take she, it. I don't take it personally like,
0: and stuff like that. But it's still it's very hurtful. It, it was it was very to hear
1: those words coming out of your daughter's mouth. Yeah, that. it's got to be.
0: It was like completely jarring. It was like you know your parents' version of you know I'm not mad, I'm disappointed, but in a Nagasaki type bomb that gets dropped on you, and yeah. you're just like God, my fucking heart. This is hurts why I so stay much. with my parents, Dad. <laughs> right? Right, I mean, I mean, this is like you know I I, I do this for what, them. What was that Freudian slip? You I just did. called me Dad. I know. Dude. <laughs>
1: Dave, actually, fun fact, my dad's name is Dave. It's true. So it's kind of like Dave, dad, Dave, Dave, dad, you know, whatever. But um, no, I'm just fucking around. I, ne- I never wiped your bum, but I do take care of you when I can. Yes, you do. If I ever got kicked out of the house, guess who are- <laughs> whose door I'm knocking on? Yeah. Yeah,
0: there's, there's, there's a five foot long couch yeah. for your seven foot body to lay on. That's, that's right.
1: I'll make do. I'm used to my legs hanging over.
0: Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> so did you get down to doing anything else this week?
1: Uh, uh, not really, man. I mean, I, I started on my basketball league again. I'm still doing that. That's fun. Um, I'm gearing up for a fun little weekend, though. I got a little shore activities going on i got a phillies game going on with the the
0: girl that i'm dating and
1: and you know it's it, it should be a good when everyone to notice three days that in subsequent
0: days. episodes jay has referred to her as his girlfriend and in this episode he's referring to her as the girl he's dating which means the conversation Shit. at some point has happened that he he asked her whether they are dating and no
1: <laughs> no however we did have a serious conversation about say
0: kids Say, I'm, I see you see how good I am at picking up this shit with you. Uh, I'm good at picking up your phrasing. All right, you are. Um, but
1: I do it intentionally, but anyway, so it's one of those things where, okay, oh no, Jay, that's how good I I am.
0: I know when you're subconsciously, (laughs) this is why
1: you know you went to school for forensic psychology, like you're it's your thing,
0: anyway. Yeah, she she
1: grew up not wanting kids. And developed into now wanting kids as a twenty-nine-year-old female, and and Look, seeing how she I have a theory about life. people. I grew up wanting kids, and then now spending twelve years of my life working with the troubled youth of America, and 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 putting the kids so America. much on my line. <laughs> I feel like I've lived lifelong terms with raising kids and like I've I've had my fill. I have a goddaughter already. My sister's marrying into three kids. She's gonna have one of her own. Little Logan, I feel like she's one of my, you know, my little nieces and stuff. So it's one of those things where Until like, she I, tells
0: you she never wants to see you again and stops yeah. on your heart. <laughs> I,
1: I got my fix, man. I'm good. I don't I don't feel like I need kids on my own. I don't have that desire anymore. So like it's one of those things where I say like look I really don't necessarily want kids. I'm not Hundred percent saying no, but like I, if you really want kids, I might not be that guy for you. Yeah. And and this is not the first girl that I've had this conversation with. So I, there's the it's wrong been tree. many girls that I've lost opportunities with. Uh, you know, continuing on. because oh, you don't want
0: to spread your seed. Look, well, I I think what you are is an infectious disease as well, and I don't think it should be spread. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I Justin. think I think some girls just see the genetics, like ooh, six, eight. yeah. I wonder what that will look like. But it was one of those things where, like, it, it was an awkward uh, dinner before I, we met up with my uh, my friends. And we had a good, fun rest of the night, um, my one buddy's birthday. And
0: her sister is her mother and her grandmother. Not- and her mother that she's done her mother <laughs> is her grandmother.
1: I... Mm, I don't You can't say I feel don't like say. I can't say anything. Yeah, don't say I, I don't anything. I can't I can't I can't. But it's it's nothing like terribly bad. Is it, are is it like awkward. a Kennedy
0: thing where they sent like one of their children off to like a special place? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> Just no. to a place like like the type of place you work at. So <laughs> but, but needless to say, it
1: was a heavy dinner. It okay. was a heavy, heavy dinner. But now it, we and rebounded. Not, it was and, a great, fun time. And not after because that. of the
0: food. It was a heavy dinner. so like <laughs> <doesn't> matter.
1: <laughs> and uh, I, I don't know. Maybe we're just going to be a short term. Th- I don't know. I really don't know. But it, I, I like her a lot. I really, really do. I don't want to break up with her. Just I don't do want what every to a- guy I'm does. Kind of, kind
0: of go with the flow. And I will understand if she does want to break up. Do what every things. guy does when they don't want to have kids, but the girl that they're with wants to have kids. Ghost them. Buy a dog. <laughs> <laughs> get her a dog. You know, a dog a, dog. a dog.
1: She does a, want a dog.
0: A dog puts a kid off. for she like wants two years. You a
1: sheep a doodle, I think, or something like that. Some kind of like expensive, rare ish okay. dog. I think like I'm saying it wrong. Just sheeple. get
0: her a dog that yeah. buys you two years. She wants a it, specific dog
1: she's so obsessed with, she, she's obsessed
0: everyone wants a specific dog until they go to a shelter adopt some random mangy <laughs> mangrove of a of of a dog right that you 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 think you fucking hate that, that there's no way anyone could love this this thing and then you take it home and you fall in love with it then it becomes your dog and then it's like fuck you you'll fight anyone for talking shit on your dog adopt dogs man don't don't go buying expensive dogs i agree i just i adopted she's not i adopted luca what what a fucking asshole that dog was that dog was a fucking broken mess no one wanted that dog you did wonders but he got returned three times and when i when i saw him i was just like you look like you got a little bit fucked up in you let's get you home buddy let's see what you're gonna do and fucked up he was he pissed on shit he ripped shit up now he would never he would he never snarls at people he's oh, not violent he's the he, best he doesn't chew things up anymore he barely pees in the house unless another dog comes in his house and pees in his house then he's like gotta cover up that smell <laughs> so then he is gonna pee so you know you, you can't win them all <laughs> i
1: he's way better than my husky when i was growing up uh toby he 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 was who oh, he all, stayed that way he was always chewing shit up he was all about Things, taking that alpha male holes.
0: streak out of them and turning them oh, into an he was omega an alpha. My mom real quick fucking hated him <laughs> oh. oh man so uh we caught up with each other this week so let's find out what each of us has been watching what are you watching what are you watching what are we watching he's trying to watch some illegal channel oh ain't watching no, no no go past this past this part in fact never play this again all right bud you saw that Black Mirrors. What'd you think? Yeah,
1: called up. Um, I binged Black Mirrors. So, episode one was definitely highly ambitious. <laughs>
0: Three hours, one sitting?
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I did the same thing. Um, easy to do. Yeah. I mean, it, I think that's the right way to do it. Okay. And it slightly increasingly got better I th- for me, slightly overall again i think the season was very underwhelming oh yeah um for sure and
0: like there's moments in ashley too where you're like huh kind of funny right like you're laughing at the meta jokes and you're like you're you're okay with it um but it it never reaches any other pinnacle of any other black mirror episode and everything in that episode is nowhere near as good as anything else that came before it it gets you a few chuckles the middle one though that's the one i wanted to know the one that takes place in 2018 it's not a contemporary story it's a story that takes place in the past like what did you think of that episode because i found it extremely boring mundane and very um it was very straightforward um yeah. as far as like and it seemed like a uh, like a michael mann film like didn't it like it, yeah. se- it seemed like it was like uh but when it but i liked that
1: aspect of it like, when it worked
0: because it's it was
1: Fuck, it, was, like it, it, it was um intriguing as far as like i was expecting something to happen and i liked i can't help it and and i, I, you I like just, what thrillers yeah <laughs>
0: now some people just immediately tuned out because of the accusations exactly i was jackson just gonna i was five just five gonna say like, like,
1: <laughs> we can't be bringing up michael jackson you can't anymore. be bringing up michael no. jackson anymore no i i you know it, i thought it was pretty intense and engrossing you know it was it's like a i guess a different kind of hostage thriller um and it had that unclear finish you know it was a little bit of a cliffhanger finish it did not exactly explain what happened after um, the outcome which was a little frustrating for me so it took away a little bit however so like for example my grades went c plus b minus b all pretty much middle of the road for the most part. Now the you know the third one with the
0: Miley Cyrus, dude, I thought was me me watching not me fart. watching Black Mirror season five looked like uh you know George W Bush's uh college transcripts straight Cs like it was just straight Cs the whole way through. I didn't care like
1: yeah I see the first episode was so highly like unbelievable for me yeah like I could not believe that these I don't want to spoil anything but like, I couldn't believe the characters especially one would do the things that he was doing it just didn't make any sense
0: he so anthony mackie in <laughs> in the first episode
1: <laughs> i don't even know i don't even want to get into it i mean it's one of those
0: things where you just gotta watch it you like wanna, you gotta hey, just go and. Hey, but you wanna play some mortal Kombat <laughs> after we record hmm? as long as it's not a vr i, I just <laughs> i just realized that we're doing an audio medium and i said that joke while i was winking yeah. at you and yeah. i realized we're like were, staring into each other's eyes the, the listeners can't tell that i'm winking at you but Yo, like man, there just there was fucking a kiss me man just fucking kiss me, bro. Dude, it's not gay. I'm a fucking lady, bro. Just put it in me. Dude, oh my god! It, uh, what I took away from that was that the, women have far the, more intense orgasms than men do, and he and he realized that in a video game. Uh-huh. So that's why he wanted He was well, I believe he was, that. He was chasing that.
1: I hundred percent believe that too. I really do because it's all internal, and and I guess it depends on the girl. But they're well, I guess it, said whatever, whatever. Pitter patter, pitter patter. <laughs> anyway, it was an underwhelming season. Everybody, go check it out regardless. Still, nah, I mean, if you want, don't if you're a fan, you're a fan, you're gonna check it out regardless. Hard pass. It's, it's Black Mirror season
0: four. Stop there. Eh, it's three episodes. It's, come on, easy, not that bad. Hey, you can jerk off eight times in three hours. <laughs> Time better spent than watching Black Probably. Mirror season five. That might be right, actually.
1: Uh, dead don't die. I, I, I yeah. Had,
0: I had to see it. Had, I had to see it. The name for this movie, Deadpan Don't Die, because it's all deadpan the whole way through. And, it is. Uh,
1: and I I usually am a Jarmusch forgiver. I, I like a lot of his stuff. I love Deadman. I love uh, Coffee and Cigarettes and get Broken, on with broken Flowers and especially uh, Only Lovers Left Alive underviewed. I think a lot of people need to check that out. Anyway. Anyway, on with this it. This one was extremely dull. It just never got on with it. And there was nothing that, original and there was nothing that's what very I mean. funny about it. It
0: was uh, that that was my review for it. You were super like, intrigued like, every, for the first twenty minutes and then when you're I just walked like, out get on with I
1: was like Dave on his review completely nailed it. Yeah. And I have nothing more to add to just it. It's a, it, get on to it. me it was a straight C. I mean hey, it was wh- nothing to What do it. you think about
0: that twist at the end with uh with uh, Tilda Swinton? How'd you feel how'd you feel about that? I think it's just like they're making fun of of her as a person. Like I, everybody used to think that like she was an alien
1: because she looks weird. I think
0: at that point they I were think it's just like, like a funny thing. I think at that point they just wanted to throw her. as much fucked up things that that, that, that they could at you. And, and by fucked up I mean like how crazy can we get with it just to see how far you've it, taken this? Right. Ride? Because I almost felt the like whole they character were having, doesn't make any sense. I almost felt like they were having a laugh at me for staying there and watching it to the end. Where like Jeremush is like, I can't believe you watched because that whole this
1: is a, movie because it's the genre movie. Like, ha ha, I got you here to watch a fucking genre zombie yeah. movie yeah. now you have to endure they endure this all this nonsense Deal with yeah that. yeah and that's literally what about i mean it's an hour and 45 minutes of deadpan my god it felt like two hours and 45 minutes okay.
0: get on with it what it else you got brutal. <laughs> all
1: right so murder mystery the adam sandler jennifer Aniston film. This is cl- classic clickbait star power that Netflix did. I love, and it's probably the best Sandler film that he produced in with Netflix. Right.
0: So, like, that's the thing. Like, people are like, it's- and it's nothing that great. People but are like, it's, it's not it's bad, bad, really good. It's you should bad check bad. it out. And then I'm like, is it really good, or it's is not it not worth checking out, though? Or is it not overly, or is it Sandler good? You know what I mean? Like, it's Sandler. Hasn't- it's Sandler good. He hasn't had a movie in years that was good, and everyone's yep. like, no, you should really check this one out. And it's like, I really don't want to i know it's bad it's lackluster it's, it's just still it's not. still kind of lackluster
1: it's a rom-com mystery thriller you know and, and and honestly oh you mean game night well this is far from game night and or date night with uh steve Carell and tina fey <laughs> oh date night oh wow yeah yeah huh huh yeah um anyway it's you know it's slick it's kind of predictable but it's still very shallow man and it does tease a sequel does he, and i hope we do not get does he does he talk like adam sandler all in it does he do that no I mean, No, he doesn't do that but he, to, he does he did keep his mustache from that previous uh, role that he did uh, that that um uh,
0: I don't know, man, act like you don't have the internet at your fucking fingertips. You're holding a personal computer in your fucking hand. You can look up anything you want at any time, and instead, you sit there humming and hawing. Hmm. Um, what was that thing he was in? Hmm. The Meyerowitz story is new and selected, the one uh,
1: that Noah Bomback directed, so... You know, he's he's, he's, he's still cashing in on Netflix. I guess he's still trying to do some kind of quality filmmaking every once in a while. So he thinks the mustache is going to work for him.
0: Remember when eh. I told you that the theme of today's show was brevity? Yeah.
1: Get on with it. I'm it.
0: I'm it. <laughs> Done. Done. <All> right. Out. <laughs> Boom. So uh, me, I started Jessica Jones season three and I was watching it and while watching it, I was like, man, this is so much better than season two. I'm really enjoying it. Also, oh, I'm sorry. I'm enjoying it more than season two. However, I am over the Marvel Netflix shows. Like, it's like as soon as they were like, yeah, we're not supporting these anymore, they're going to go away. I immediately lost interest in in Jessica Jones season three, and I just don't care about it. Like, even while watching it, I just don't care about it. The character can fade away into obscure. I didn't finish it. I'll be I, honest. I don't care. Either. I hear a lot of people are telling me that it ends extremely strong. However, I, I didn't get to the end I just I, I ended up finding something else I've been watching the Crave TV original series that has been picked up by Hulu it's called Letter Kenny um, and it's absolutely hilarious wow talk about fresh original yeah I've had comedy. a few people tell me like it's really funny you should check it out and I was like you know what I don't know and then like I, I had nothing. I literally had nothing else to watch so I popped that on and I watched it and Oh boy! Was I crack it up from the first minute, first cold open? Oh yeah, hilarious! And it, it just hooked me in, and I got Lauren to start watching it, and. It is it is hilarity in the mundane but they it, it's such snappy quippy comedy that like and it works because it it's coming out of these these these, these characters these the timing yeah, yeah. and it's, and just the <laughs> It's so well done. It's so good. It's so well done on such like a shoestring budget and stuff like yeah. that and that's part of its charm. It just has it's just oozing with charm uh with these with these gold old boys with with quick hit, hit Canada uh accents. <laughs> oh my god. And it's really i encourage anybody who has hulu to check out letter kenny because it is absolutely worth your time i guarantee you you'll be hooked after the first episode yeah Uh, and it started out you're gonna be thanking us trust me (laughs) (laughs) it started out as like this little youtube thing called letter kenny problems and it's like about these people in a small town they talk about like their their mundane problems and so every episode starts off with uh with with the the main character wayne just being like you know so you're having catch with your friends the other day (laughs) and then it goes into like this this thing where he's talking with his friends and stuff like that and then something fucked up is said and stuff or they go on this long tangent about something um and then they they beat the subject to death in hilarious ways and then he comes back he goes so that happened and then the show starts and they get into like the story for the rest of the show and the characters are all colorful and lovable and i can't encourage everyone yeah, enough to check, check out, out this 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 r-rated comedy show from canada uh, and then the other thing that i was watching uh, other than that was i watched vice also just started streaming on hulu this is the adam mckay directed film with uh you know christian bale putting on a shit ton of weight to play dick cheney and i gotta say he is fantastic as dick cheney uh even more so i thought amy adams was fantastic as lynn cheney like those two were dynamic as fuck in this movie everything else around this movie it's it's fucking boring it it really it, it just it just doesn't have as sharp a plot as like uh the big short did, you know, the big short had a message and it had a movement to it where it, it, it played like, like almost like a, uh, almost like a song, like, like it had beats to it and it felt very, very rhythmic, very flowy. And it, it, it just, it drove home its message very well. I think this one at times it was very blunt with and bludgeoning <laughs> i'll say with its message uh and it, it but it also at other times it wasn't so clear um i, I felt like th- the the plot was and it was all, almost self-aware of that too because it extremely like extremely self-aware it, of it. Yeah. It,
1: it it was really disappointing for me i remember watching it and i i just you know I just kept on thinking, like, this is this is not working. It it's just not working. We're trying to do the formula like the previous film. Right. And it like, just didn't work. The big short work. was
0: informative. This was so far left that it made you just be like, hmm. Yeah, and,
1: and, and obviously, they even make point of it. There's so many serious situations that they are trying to insinuate, but they backtrack and say, like, so we don't we know don't exactly know. what happened here, so we're going to just... Pretend something right. or whatever, or, or, well, no, or do some kind of. There's a moment weird where and- overlapping a, a a supposed fight or a supposed right. uh, mastermind plan behind
0: closed doors. There was or him. Something. There was him and Lynn laying in bed talking about the vice presidency about whether he would take it, and they were like, "We don't know what was said here," uh so you know, for all we know, they could have been reciting Shakespeare, right. and then they start reciting Shakespeare while they're laying in bed discussing this thing, and I'm just like. Yeah, it doesn't work. It's weird. Yeah, it, it just doesn't work. It yeah. like I said, it it wasn't as punchy and it didn't flow as well as the Big Short. Um, I did love the Big Short because it was extremely informative and it you know it, it 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 took a serious subject and didn't take it seriously at the same time. Um, however, it when it when the message got brought home when that movie ended. You you felt something and and you realized that they were taking the message seriously the entire time. The joke was that everybody else in the world didn't take this problem seriously, but these characters did. And like that was part of the comedy of it was that no one took it seriously, but the characters did. And then, uh, but when you when you got to this, it felt like everyone who was playing these characters was in on the joke and mm. almost like kind of winking at the camera at times, even though but, they don't, but they do. I mean,
1: but. They did a great job trying to portray the characters as well as they could. I this mean, they, they, they movies, tried to take it right. serious. Um, at least the actors, I thought.
0: Oh, dude, I thought Christian Bale was fantastic yeah, as Chaney.
1: Yeah. Like, I mean, the little ticks and mannerisms, the speaking he, out of the side of his mouth, the breathing, s- like all kinds so of good. nuances that were pretty spot did, on. But
0: this is like one of those movies that like when Oscar Beatty time was around and stuff, I, exactly. was, I was very remiss that I didn't see this one. Now that I got to see it, I was like, oh, yeah, thank God I saved 20 bucks. I, I was shocked
1: that it got as much recognition that it did because for the film because I didn't think it was warranted at all. Like I get the whole bail thing. Oh, he got okay. the actors. Thing. Yeah. yeah, sure. Even nominate, Sam Rockwell was nominated.
0: I thought Sam Rockwell Yeah, but though, he
1: didn't deserve a nomination no. I think. Even though I It like, was too small. He was great but it was way too small. Yeah. It was too much of a you're playing Bush. You know, it was not of any merit you're for
0: bush man you're playing w <laughs> you're playing w <laughs> with chicken wings we'll get them Saddam hussein we're gonna get them <laughs> uh, you won't be my vice now watch me sink this putt <laughs> <laughs> uh so uh, yeah vice was uh was uh, it was okay whatever uh and then the other thing i watched jay was we've been talking about rocket man recently because it's kind of like the it's, it's a very barren wasteland out there in movie land right now. I'm actually pissed that I didn't see Late Night this week because all, dude, apparently Late Night was the hit to see this week, not Men in Black but International, nobody's, which nobody's I nobody's
1: been seeing that, and then guess what? All the blockbusters, there's been headlines all over the place that the blockbuster season has been so underwhelming this year, which is true. 2016 was which the is same true. way. Um, however,
0: I think from this point going forward, I think we have a brighter future. I hope so, because we're going to do a trailer park for for two movies that are coming out later on this year that I think are very bright. One of them is Dr. Sleep, and the other one is Frozen 2, which I know you're super excited to talk about. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) But yeah, I I did watch Eddie the Eagle,
1: man. And fuck you. I- God damn it! I promise you. you I, by this time next. Yeah, next week I will definitely. You watch You watched it. a
0: little bit of it. Uh, I got to say, man, Hugh I know, Jackman. But I watch it. Hugh Jackman's thing. character yeah. absolutely fantastic. Yeah. He's he's so he's great in everything. Fuck,
1: I know. Hugh Jackman's
0: just so fucking good in everything. Yeah, he's
1: he's he's kind of my movie star. Like if I want to right. be a movie star, I feel like I want to be him. Can we
0: just agree <laughs> that he's the greatest export that Australia's ever ever created? I think so. <laughs> yeah, I think mean, we'll agree on that. Um, I think so and, Teron, and they produced a lot of good stuff. Taron Egerton is just. It's so weird, like, cause you watched Kingsman and that's surprising you, right? right? You watch Kingsman and he's a legit he's, actor. he's eggsy and he does really good at the Cockney accent. And he does really well at acting like the, you know, the, the, the straight tough boy and stuff like that. But then you watch him in everything else and it just feels weird cause that's the way you, as general audience, I was, we were introduced, you were introduced to him. Yeah. And to see him just embody somebody that is so totally different than how you've, expect like he's really good he's he's a great actor yeah
1: he's the real deal yeah and and
0: it's kind of exciting to uh to see that yeah because it was nice to go back and watch that and be like oh no even though i'm talking about how great he was in rocket man he's always been good yeah. like he's always been good people he's now just getting the he's now getting the roles that are getting him the recognition right. that, that
1: and the cool thing is them. too that he actually wants to be pursuing them as well good for him you know he wants the quality roles which is great which is great which so, is why
0: he's not doing another kingsman
1: exactly that's <laughs> no, true and and you know he doesn't need to and he's at, at that certain age now where he can do a lot of flexible yeah type roles and i'm excited to what you know see what he does going forward
0: all right jay uh in something we've probably never done in the history of the show let's go get into our beers now and then we'll come back oh i'm not complaining let's go for our trailer park and then our five minute dish reviews Welcome back to the beer segment. Me and Jay got two beers that we're going to be reviewing for you. But before we do that, got to drop a line to our sponsor, Blowfish. Blowfish is the only FDA approved hangover cure. What it is? two tablets that you drop into eight to 12 ounces of water you drink that down and your hangover starts to feel better in minutes so if you had a father's day where your daughter just said one of the most hurtful things you've ever heard her said you got so depressed that you just drank yourself into a stupor while playing the xbox (laughs) then you're gonna want to reach monday morning for some blowfish Mm. so if you would like to get your very own Miracle Hangover Cure. Head over to fourhangovers.com and use the promo code SMBFISH. Get your 15% off. Super Movie Brothers is also brought to you by the PodCoin app. The PodCoin app is a podcast streaming app that allows you to earn points while you listen to podcasts while you listen to the podcast you're earning those points and those points can get you things like gift cards to some of your favorite places make sure that you download the PodCoin app on ios and android and you can listen to super movie bros on there and earn a little something for all your hardcore podcast listening all right me and jay got two beers that we're going to be reviewing for you jay what beer do you have for everyone tonight
1: well, I have myself harpoons the Craig Irish Red IPA. It's hoppy, multi-vibrant. You say the Craig like it's like the Craig. Craig. Well, it's right. got. It, I like the way it's right. kind of you know, but spelled out. But a little, what I hear little, is little, little, little
0: crazy, a little crazy. Craig hear, because it has like such a just a Monday name. It's like I have the Craig. <laughs> Actually, the more I look at it, it might be Craig. <laughs> it could be Craig.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I'm not sure. Um, either way. I think you get the gist.
0: (laughs) I thought you were talking about uh, Craig, you know, Craig Christ. Did you hear that Stephen Lynch song? Craig Christ. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus was our mother's favorite. I I was
1: going with like like the the bro.
0: (laughs) There's no sibling rivalry when he's nailed to that tree. (laughs) Now, my question for you is not what would Jesus do, but where will you be when the Craig machine comes partying through? Never heard of it. <laughs> I suggest everyone uh, give Stephen Lynch a listen. It's really All funny. Right. back in Back in two thousand four, he was hilarious. Anyway, Jay.
1: Yes, this one is six point nine alcohol by volume, fifty five IBUs, and I love this beer. This has a perfect marriage mm-hmm. of the hops, but also with that kind of uh, that normal like lagery kind of multi flavor to it. That reminds me of a little bit like Yingling, and and it just has a nice little smell. It just has everything going for it with me, for me. Um, as an everyday beer, this is like perfect, I okay. think, for me. So I'm going to give it a 4.5, actually, out of 5. So All right, man. Um, this was a surprise. This was a surprise for me.
0: So I have the Flying Dog tropical bitch it's a belgian ipa that is brewed with guava pineapple and tangerine it's eight percent alcohol by volume and man it um it's not bad up front mm. but i took a sip <laughs> that 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 guava packs uh absolutely huge tropical punch and it's a little bit too bitter on the on the back end, and it really that guava flavor really hits you up front, and then the bitterness really lingers it's,
1: for a while. Yeah, it's like honey, where it just yeah. doesn't leave your mouth, and then all of a sudden you get that eight percent or alcohol burn at the very end. I, it's I imagine very
0: like this tastes exactly like picking a hibiscus and eating it just raw, like would taste like. Like it's just it's it's very fruity, it's very flowery, um, and that's the thing, man. It like I prefer my IPAs to be a little like fruity, you know, a little hay. Uh, this one is very fruity, so it's kind of like, hey! <laughs> <laughs> Um, it's just it's it's it's, v- it's kind of disappointing because you know we yeah. like we
1: like Flying Dog a lot, especially you. And, I do, and, um, yeah. and I do. And like we the, haven't had their beers in a while, so I, I definitely wanted to pick this up because I knew this was a newbie.
0: And I do like the the regular. No, well, they had this out last
1: year too. Did they? Okay. Yeah, it's a
0: summer. It's a summer uh, it's oh, a summer it's summer seasonal. Them. Okay, but uh, I and I like I like you the, like the ra-
1: raging bitch. I
0: like the raging bitch. It's not one of my. From one it's them. not one of my favorite IPAs, but I but I do really enjoy the raging bitch. Really, the only thing they're adding extra into this. Is the the pineapple and the and the guava? They normally have a little bit of citrus in their in their other recipe right. for for raging bitch. It's just it's just too much, man. Like it, I don't know yeah. what it is. It's just that fruity. It's way too fruity up front. Way too bitter on the back end. No yeah,
1: balance. The, There's no marriage. <laughs> absolutely, it didn't join too uh, too well together. <laughs> no,
0: no. So I mean, ah, uh, but it's not absolutely terrible. You know, it's not like in the, It's like a three. You know, it's eh, meh. You know, I'm not going to kick it out of bed for eating crackers. Uh, I I'd probably, this I, is the I'd probably need a couple more sips of it, but like yeah. I,
1: I, I, at first sip, I would probably give it a 2.25.
0: Yeah, like um, you know, it, it's a one-night stand beer. <laughs> you're, you're only going to have it once. You're yeah. never going to call it again. It's
1: going to be a little while. It's going to be a little different. It's going to, you know, sp- spread your, you know, right. your your wings a little bit, maybe yeah. perhaps, but uh, otherwise, you don't want to re- re- revisit something like Absolutely that. Absolutely no, not.
0: No, no. All right. So coming up next, five minute ish review for a film that came out this week, Men in Black. Let's do a brief five-minute-ish review for a film that came out this week. This week, we're going to be talking about Men in Black. Oh, that's not a little indie ditty. International. <laughs> so Men in Black International mm. is about new Agent M, who after an, an alien encounter as a young girl seeks out the men in black, finds them, is forces her own recruitment, and then gets assigned to the London office to shadow Agent H, who is the Men in Black International's top agent and there they must stop the hive from taking over the world and all life on it and man ah.
1: well obviously so they're banking on the you know the chemistry duel acting and by tessa thompson and and chris hemsworth
0: and it's there it's there and that's it Tessa Probably, Thompson, right? Tessa Thompson's great. Chris Helmsworth okay. is a bit of a ham, I'm gonna be honest. It reminded me a lot of Ghostbusters. But isn't that the role he's playing anyway? Like, I feel like in it. In the trailer, yeah. that's what
1: it kind of marketed it as. Like he's just like this hot shot, like he does whatever, like he's just nobody kind of comes close to him. He just does his thing. Yeah,
0: so like here's the thing. Or is I,
1: it just too much?
0: I'm watching the movie, you know, I while I understood the plot and I and I got it and stuff like that, I I was just like god damn what the fuck is going on there's like there's like this whole middle section of the movie where i'm just like i know what they're doing but i don't remember why they're here it's like i'm uh, they're, they're giving me plot points and i'm immediately forgetting them because i didn't care about them i didn't care about the plot device that mm. brought them to this point yeah um and there's something that was really grating to me uh, uh like it was a it it was this like half cocked attempt at political correctness right Tessa Thompson's talking to Emma Thompson, and she's making mention that it's, like, the men in black, right? And she's like, but there's women here, so, like, shouldn't it be the, you know, the people in black and she's just like well i ran that i you know i ran that up to to the to the people upstairs and you know it it gets shut down yeah don't don't think about it too hard blah 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 and it reminded me a lot of a movie i watched last week which was dark phoenix where mystique brings up to charles xavier that the women are the ones always saving the men on the team so why are they called the x-men oh they said that yeah maybe too yeah and i was just like this is all response from the whole Me Too movement. But that's okay, like that. and, right. and that's okay because we should respond to the Me Too movement, but we shouldn't right, do it you, in these ham-fisted ways. Exactly, where like we wink at the audience, we're like, "Ah, eh, we know you want equality, so exactly. we're going to give it to you while not giving it to you." Is what it comes down to. Yeah. Where we're just don't, don't think about it too hard. You know, don't, don't don't get your panties in a twist over it. We we're addressing it. It's like, but you're not addressing it. You're addressing it in this way where like you're 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 trying to cheekily. You're, we- you're making it worse by. Right, because you're by bringing
1: it up like that, you're winking and nodding it to us. Nobody's thinking that way when nobody. It's It's already a
0: franchise. That's the name of the franchise. It is what it is. The name. It's. It's it's just. It's just. just, Come on. (laughs) So that like that that immediately like was a little bit grating to me, and that happens pretty early on in the movie. And then there's another moment in the movie where something completely serendipitous and sex machina occurs where. Tessa Thompson's character and Chris Hemsworth's character are both saved by immediate recognition of something that had happened earlier on in the movie and i was like well that's awfully fortuitous isn't it (laughs) that like this thing that happened in the beginning of the movie where tessa thompson was a little girl in her bedroom happens to come back up right at this moment at this dire moment where they need an ex machina the most Mm. ex machina is given my friend there it is deus ex and that that, that really bothered me. But also what bothered me was while I love Tessa Thompson in this movie and I love her as an actress, I think she did a fantastic job in this movie doing what she could do with this script as, as, you know, cheeky as it was. Mm-hmm. She, her character is full on a Mary Sue. I'm sorry. She has an answer for everything and she, she can do anything that the script calls her to do is what it comes down to. She plays a very smart, headstrong woman. That's not a problem. Um, she she has great problem-solving skills and great deductive skills and investigation skills. That's not a problem. There's a moment where alien technology breaks down, however, and somehow she's able to fix it. Now, she's a character who knows that aliens existed, seeks out the Men in Black, joins the Men in Black, goes through one day of training, and then immediately knows how to fix alien right. technology. Right? Where it's like, that... <sighs>
1: That should be the, should have been Chris Hemsworth
0: Right uh, So he was helping her fix it and stuff like that But she's the one that's like got it Hits the button and it fires back up And it's like Do you know that after one day of training Do you know how to fix that vehicle The first time you've ever seen it like- How was the visuals though
1: like I'm, I wasn't sure if there was a lot of CGI in this one or not. No, 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 or no, no. The visuals are fine. Of, Everything. They try to do a lot of practical, like alien stuff. Everything or anything. looks fine. It's okay. just
0: like you know these these aliens. Like sometimes I feel like in Men in Black, they're just like, "Ooh, this would be weird, wouldn't it? What if someone like looked like this? Hmm. You know what I mean? Like, okay, uh, where a lot of the a lot of the aliens are like a gag. Like they're just like it, it's a gag. Like the woman has a third arm, so she uses it to punch you. That's that's what she is. She looks completely human, but she has a third. it's like sometimes like the the aliens just they're just kind of there and okay but that's been part of the course for the series so I don't I'm not really knocking it for that what I'm knocking it for really in the end is men in black one right we're being introduced to this world we're being reintroduced to the world here and that's fine through a new character's eyes but men in black one it while while having laughs at the subject matter the characters never took the subject matter as a joke right the characters weren't hamming it up the characters were the characters they exist in the story tommy lee jones exactly right 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 he wasn't playing it for laughs right the, the funny thing about it was crazy shit is going on around them funny stuff's going on around them and they are acting like it's serious however chris helmsworth and tessa thompson are acting like they're in a comedy movie right and that's the difference I could see that because they're not taking of the trailer, but right. It's like they're not taking themselves seriously. It's like they're they're in on their own joke and they're laughing at it. They're they're doing a Jimmy Fallon, yeah, or a day, or I, or, or, I think, or a Super Movie for the I think Day, that's, <laughs> do you laugh at your own joke? Well,
1: no, I think it's exactly what the audience is keeping away from this movie because I think they're not going. They're not going to the theaters to see this. This is only like a twenty-five million dollar opening weekend or okay. something like uh, that. You know what? I, which is not horrible but it's certainly not good because normally this franchise would open like 75 million
0: also what it's lacking is the heart it's it you know men in black one and their the purpose too, probably right. right men in black one there's that there's that almost like mentor mentee relationship and, and no you you can you can go as far as say like father son relationship between Tommy Lee Jones uh, and 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 Will Smith and it worked really well and there's some great emotional moments there especially in three right in in small doses there's great and then right you know Men in Black two. Did exactly what Men in Black International did. Exactly, it took itself as a joke. It didn't take itself seriously enough. It it wasn't in on its own joke. And right? they learned
1: from that experience and made a good three. And made a good three with some. And now they're trying to rebrand with it some great and, comedy uh, moments,
0: in, and, but also some really heartfelt moments. Yeah. Every moment that where they tried to insert a little bit of emotion in Men in Black International. Felt disingenuous, or it felt like a purposeful mirror image of something that they had done before. Yeah. Between Liam Neeson's or felt character, very
1: scripted, maybe or, right
0: between Liam Neeson's yeah. character of High T and Chris Helmsworth's character of H, they tried to give them a very J and K relationship, um, but they did so little of it. They developed it so you know so poorly that when you get to the end. And there's a moment where where H tries to you know talk to High T in like this way that's supposed to resonate emotion and stuff like that. You're almost like mm, meh because you didn't feel that relationship. You didn't feel it the whole time. It it is a very spastic movie in that it really just takes you from one plot device, moves you to the next one, and that's. It, it it just happens in such a pace, in such a way, through gags and stuff. It's throwing too much at you at once. Mm. It's not letting you appreciate the world that they're trying to build for you at all. It's just throwing it all at you so hard.
1: Is it uh, setting up for a sequel?
0: There's possibility of one. Okay. I don't think it's going to get one, though. I think you're more likely to get the 21 Jump Street Men in Black mix-up after this. Oh, but it's definitely a property that they that they want to keep profitable, right? I mean, Universal well, Studios. Well, you still have fresh, hot
1: stars that right. Univ- are Universal. probably contracted for a couple more films in this franchise. Maybe.
0: Maybe. Or you just bring in new stars and you do it over again. And I don't, I mean, don't like, think like, that's reboot.
1: necessary. But I it, think you can improve on what they have going on here. But it
0: is a world where you can bring where you can bring people like Will Smith back or and and mix up with what worked in this movie. Oh, at you a know? cost. Right, <laughs> at a cost. This is like one of their properties that they would like to be bankable. They have a big ride. I, I get it. They have a big ride for yeah. it down at Universal Studios and stuff like that. You know, they they it's something that should appeal to kids. I don't know if this appealed to kids at all. Like while watching it, I didn't feel like kids, kids would go along with this, with this movie, you know? Uh, but then again, I'm watching it as someone who watched the original from 1997 and loved it and stuff. And so I'm watching it with and like this. Now I don't think really know the franchise. That right. well. So I'm watching this with nostalgia goggles on. Right. And I think, I think those nostalgia goggles are what a lot of people are going to see this have on. And there may not be enjoying it at all. And, this could be a big mishandling
1: for this franchise.
0: I think it was. I I, I think this honest. was your chance to take it into a new direction, and instead, you you you, you they didn't just mishandled it. They didn't, didn't they do didn't
1: do it quite right the way they needed to do it in this era no. in this generation. You got to the also right you got the right people us in, but also yeah. bring
0: in the newbies for this new generation. You got the right people involved. Like you you, you oh yeah, you got stars I think it was that the right hot, casting. They're at the top of their uh, yeah, game. Sure, I think they all did fine jobs at what they were doing, but. It was just too. Okay. It was too. It was too cheeky. Yeah. You know, it, it tried right, to beat us too much. It's a D plus. Oh, god damn. Yeah. I didn't expect it was gonna be that low. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty low, dude. I All right. like All right. Wow. I had, you just recently
1: gave a D plus
0: Yeah. I had very little enjoyment with this movie. I'll be honest with you while watching it. I had like very few moments where I was like, I really enjoyed that. Like like huh. most of most of them come from Tessa Thompson and uh Kumal Najiani, uh who plays who plays her her little helper who she finds along the way, her little alien helper. Uh I I enjoyed him. But I think it's just because I really like uh, Kamal Najiani's voice. Like It's just when he talks, I'm just like, you're so funny. yeah. You're so funny. I love you. You're so funny. Yeah, it's pretty disappointing. <laughs> okay. All right, Jay. Let's get into our trailer parks and let's get this show Do done it. and over like, with. let bring the drums in. Cut the beat and let the music play. No trailer park. Shout out to Dave and Jay. I don't surf, but there's a new wave. We've been on since God saved the right style. I don't want to flow until I know has the bass drop. Let's get into our trailer park. Me and Jay actually have three trailers that we're going to be discussing with you this week. We're going to do a trailer for Frozen 2, and then we got a trailer for Ad Astra, which is uh, a film that it looks intriguing. Original IP, which is yeah. kind of intriguing to me. Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt vehicle. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Plan B production, all that stuff. And then we have the trailer breakdown for Dr. Sleep. But let's get things kicked off. Let's get started with the Frozen 2 trailer. Elsa, the past is not what it seems. You must find the truth. Go north across the enchanted lands and into the unknown. careful we have
1: always feared Elsa's powers were too much for this world now we must hope
0: they are enough
1: i won't let anything happen to her
0: all right jay's gonna be sitting this trailer park out probably yeah (laughs) So the Frozen 2 trailer, this is the second trailer. Well, first one was a teaser. This is the the second full trailer. Mm -hmm. Um, And while watching this, I started having some realizations. So it starts off with, with very much like the teaser trailer did. Elsa on the beach tying her hair back. She's like testing out her ice powers. It's like she's seeing how far she can go across the ocean. She tries to throw an ice blast, go up over a wave, and then it crashes down on top of her. While she's underwater, though, she runs into... To a water horse, like a creation that that was created out of the water, and then we we get this we get this saying from the trolls that she they have to travel to the enchanted lands uh they have to go north through the enchanted lands, and we see some stuff in here um. First of all, it's all very dark. <laughs> this trailer was dark. Yeah, this is the adult trailer. The, the the teaser trailer was much more to hook the kids in. True, because um, they even showed a new character in in the teaser trailer that we don't get to see here. But in the teaser trailer and in this trailer, we see we see that that water horse. We see someone creating uh like pictures using wind and light and mm. stuff like mm-hmm. that. And then we see someone lifting. I believe it's Anna up in the air using wind and we see a giant rock monster at the end. And there's a moment where when they talk about them going into the Enchanted Lands that they have to hope that Elsa's powers are enough to, to either protect them or stop what's coming. When they're going off into the fog, there's four pillars there and Elsa's walking between them. And looking at all this stuff, I couldn't help but think that we're obviously going to be meeting people with other powers right like we're 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 seeing we're 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 seeing water powers we're seeing wind we're seeing earth we're seeing fire yeah, yeah yeah and it got me thinking like what if what if anna had a power herself what oh. if what if her power is hmm, hearts what could and it Jay, be and j what does that sound like wind water heart Go planet! By your powers combined, I am Captain Planet. Captain Planet, he's a hero. Gonna take pollution down to zero. (laughs) While watching this trailer, that's exactly what I was thinking about. But I do think that this story is going to bring Elsa and Anna and the whole crew in contact with other people who have powers that are similar to Elsa's. She has ice, someone has water, someone has wind, someone has fire, someone has. That's exactly what it seemed like, yeah. And, and the enchanted land is where they're all coming from. Or there's some, there's some dark, there's some dark presence coming from the enchanted land. But I wonder having them face an adversary like that from the outside is is that going to resonate the same amount of heart that the original Frozen did? Because the big, the big thing about the original Frozen was originally Elsa was supposed to be a bad guy and Anna was going to take her down and stuff like that. They they changed it before they started production on the film to they were sisters and it was going to be a story about about love, about sisterly Sisterhood, love, yeah. yeah, and stuff like that. And I think that that gave it of extremely strong and that's a st- extremely strong presence in the animated world because you have two main characters who are who are women and it's not about the prince or about like fighting a bad guy really there's a bad guy in it but he's he, he's it's just a, he's no threat Two women you know young women trying to find their way right, throughout exactly. the world and, and find their place when anna figure things out. sacrifices herself for her sister that's the act that's the act of true love that thaws her frozen heart and what you know it, it wasn't the love of a man which they keep teasing that it's the right. love of a man and stuff right. yeah it's a little ham-fisted and stuff but it's also for kids and stuff so i wonder like having this where it looks like they're going to go up against actual adversaries does does that rob it of like of what it was prior i i wonder and like um don't get me wrong i'm extremely excited for it my daughter's excited for it i put the trailer on the other night while while everyone was here for for our father's day cookout and stuff like that Mm. my niece sophia heard the bump 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 which is like the way the music starts in the beginning and she goes it's Frozen! And she runs out into the living room and she starts watching it and like intently. And we ended up watching like frozen footage, like from Frozen 1 and Frozen 2 trailers and stuff for a good bit because the girls were really into it. So it still resonates with them. Yeah, they're excited. They're excited. So that gets me excited. The fact that the kids are still excited for it gets me excited. But I just wonder like having this, is it going to change things? If this is a good film, this property is not going away anytime soon. Jay, this film comes out. Like a couple weeks before me and Lauren and Logan go to Disney World. <laughs> so and when I, uh, and it's Christmas time when oh we're boy. there. So when it's Christmas time, Elsa always throw, like the Elsa character always throws ice up towards the uh, castle to light it up. And the castle's covered in in ice after that. So my daughter's going to get frozen the entire time that we're there because it's it's going to be all over the place. There's got, there. Yeah, it's probably going to be a lot of stuff around. So much the park, yeah, so much. Yeah. I'll probably be sick of it by the time I get back. But <laughs> I am intrigued by this. I am excited by this. I, I you know, my love for animation. it looks
1: interesting. I mean, for an anime film, I I remember seeing the old trailers and I saw bits and pieces of things, but like this, it looked like they're going. Going a different route, Frozen's. a lot more interesting, a lot more darker, a little bit more um, ensemble based.
0: Frozen is like this apex of the Disney uh renaissance, right? Okay. Like we know that like in the late 90s and early 2000s Disney went through like this this period where where things weren't great. Then Pixar was really the only one that was producing things right. and was making yeah, like yeah, yeah. a lot of money yep, and stuff. Yep. And and then this like renaissance happened. Like Frozen was like the peak of that. And Moana. Like I like Moana more than Frozen, but um it, those are like the apex of like the peak of it. And we're still there. We're still at the Disney peak right now, but that's, that was the start of it. Yeah, they're still there. Yeah. So, uh, it, it's, it'll be interesting to see how this goes because this is like one of the few times Disney has made a direct sequel to one of their animated films that wasn't a Pixar film that's going to the theaters, right? Because remember Aladdin? What was the sequel called, Jay? Do you even know? Return of Jafar. It went straight to DVD. <laughs> Aladdin the King of Thieves. That was the third one. Let's directed DVD. Little Mermaid 2. DVD. Jungle Book 2. DVD. Lion King 2. Lion King one and a half. All like directed. that's the way they've done their sequels in the past. Even Toy Story 2 was supposed to be a directed DVD release until they realized that they may have something that was theater worthy. So um it's strange to see them taking one of their properties like this and, and taking it to a sequel. But Frozen was so big, how could they not cash that check again? Mm. All right, Jay, let's get into our next trailer, which is at Astra. I do what I do because of my dad. He was a hero. He gave his life for the pursuit of knowledge.
1: Control, if you're getting that over. It's crazy out there. There's fires everywhere and plane crashes. They're calling it the search.
0: Major, we have some highly classified information. What can you tell us about the Lima project? Its objective was to search for advanced extraterrestrial life. The ship disappeared approximately 16 years into the mission. And the commander was? He was my father, sir this might come as quite a shock to you.
1: Your father was experimenting with a highly classified material that could
0: threaten our entire solar system. All life would be destroyed. We're counting on you to find out what's happening out there. I remain fully committed to the lawful completion of the mission. If necessary, I will destroy the project in its entirety. Earth its hopes in him.
1: And now it's fake. It's on me. We have a job to do. Are you ready?
0: I'm ready. All right, man. With this trailer, I am getting a vibe of like interstellar with more action. Well, the cinematographer
1: did Interstellar. He is Hoyt Van Hoytemeyer that's done a lot of, uh, you know, Christopher Nolan films and other things. And, and he, this is a beautiful looking movie. Beautiful. I did not. This is up my radar now, like way up, <laughs> as far as like the movies I really want to see soon, uh, later on this summer. I think it comes down in September. It is written and directed by James Gray. You know, you, you may this remember is this direction.
0: Intriguing, man. Because you, you watched The Lost City of Z, right? Yes. And you, you, you somewhat enjoyed that, right? Somewhat. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he also did a movie that I enjoyed. Um, I know it, it, I don't want to say it didn't age well, but people didn't like it as probably as much as I did, but we Owned the night. He also was the director right. of that, which right. I, I, I enjoyed that film. Uh, I did too. Quite a bit. Mostly for, for its visuals and its cinematography and stuff like that more so than the, than the acting or the story or anything. But so at Astra, uh, this story where Brad Pitt is clearly going off into the cosmos to, it seems like to find out what happened to his father's mission and to stop whatever this, this, this material right, because, is that's coming to yeah and the original you. mission was to try and find advanced ai all right you ready for my theory on this movie we see tommy lee jones in several pictures age, or not ai et right <laughs> eight, we we see tommy lee jones age regressed in several pictures in this we see him uh looking younger in a some lot bearded, of bearded some haggard some younger but we yeah. see him looking younger in a lot of like the images that they're showing of him in this trailer they're obviously going to show him as an old man, and Brad Pitt's going to find him. Obviously, that's where this movie. There is might
1: going. be they might be pretty blunt about that. Like, there might be black hole transfer um, travels or whatever. Right. Like I don't
0: I don't know. There's they,
1: a fucking moon like gun battle or gun something fight. like that. Yeah. I don't
0: know. It looks fucking he says awesome. Says I'm going to destroy the mission and then he blows up like this this it rover cool. <laughs> with other astronauts on it. Um or at least they make it look like that's what I he was doing. I did not expect this to look as good as
1: it. I I this was slightly on my radar for a little while. I think it was delayed. Uh-huh. And it was originally supposed to come out in May. Okay. And they pushed it back till sub- end of September. So well. I, I don't know the reasoning, but whatever um i wonder
0: if because it looks really nice may had some blockbusters in it that they wanted to get out of the way of possibly perhaps uh, this is distributed by disney
1: i mean it's got a lot of funders um you know but it's a it's a it's a very low you know you know there, there's no there's no disney flag being waved like crazy with this movie because it's a little bit more mature for them okay but by- was
0: it under was it under a fox banner at some point it was. Yeah. There exactly. you go.
1: Exactly. That's what it was. Hence hence, I, the, I, I hence was, the hence the pushback. I was just going to bring that up. I think that's a big part of the why there was such a long delay mm-hmm. is because of the merger. Because mm-hmm. this was, this was a 20th Century Fox movie yep. and now it's Disney. So Okay. Um Maybe they're going to try and do awards baby film for them for Disney.
0: Who knows? I don't know what they're trying to do with this, but they're delaying it. I I, I honestly think they're trying to tell an an intriguing sci fi story. Yeah. Um, and and I mean, don't get me wrong. There's definitely going to be some sort of uh, there's definitely going to be some sort of. I'm getting a feeling like conservation, global it warming. It certainly type doesn't message look to be boring.
1: It. You know, I think it's going to be one of those things where it's going to be highly engaging. And I'm
0: excited about that. I am. Uh, I'm mostly excited for these visuals and and how it looks. Um, I'm 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 pretty much excited for for this this story because you know me. I like I like sci-fi stories. And I like sci-fi stories with intrigue to them. And this seems like it has a pretty intriguing sci-fi story. But also. Because it's, it's involving the possibility of aliens and stuff like that. I expect that this might take a hard turn like Interstellar did. Like the way Interstellar ends. Yeah. If it fits the story that they're telling, don't get me wrong. I don't think it's unfitting or anything like that. It's just such a logical leap from what we were doing previous in the movie that like it's like oh oh okay. I, I was not thinking we were going this high concept high sci-fi and i think that this may go that route too i'm not it saying it's a bad thing i think they tease the possibility of that yeah with the possibility and of- if
1: they if this movie hits this is gonna be definitely my top five of the year probably <laughs> i could see that happening um as of right now
0: but yeah i'm excited yeah, so am I. Uh, so it's coming out September twentieth. Mm-hmm. Something that we will definitely probably check out and do a review for on the show. Absolutely. Uh, Goddamn, Brad Pitt is just an ageless fucking wonder, isn't oh. it? like beautiful just, thing. He just like in those scenes with the where he's what a in, great year for him, man. I know. Once upon a time in Hollywood, and now this. Woo. But like, like just those scenes where like he's he's like being tested and stuff like that, and they got uh, that, and he's he's in the doctor's. Office. I was like, God, this motherfucker still has it. <laughs> How the fuck does he still look that fucking good? Because there was a time where he was he was fat pit, right? Over 50. Right. But he was there was a time where he was like a couple years ago where he was like fat yeah. pit, right? Well that was and when, when he was people, drinking. <laughs> yeah. People were calling him like fat pit and yeah, stuff yeah. like that because he wasn't the Brad Pitt there. He had a little bit of chub on him. And when I say a little bit of chub, he was he was maybe 10 pounds heavier than he is. Yeah. Now. <laughs> but like I see him here and I'm like, fuck you, age is fucking wonder, dude. What the fuck? You fountain of youth, you son of a bitch. Oh. i definitely looking forward to it. I also am extremely excited by the cast. Brad Pitt, not so much Liv Tyler. I'm hoping that she's I haven't mm, seen her in a while. Yeah, I, I'm hoping she's a little bit regulated, but you know, we get Tommy Lee Jones and Donald Sutherland, two guys who we've seen in a space movie before. Solid. We've seen them in a space movie together before. Space Cowboys. <laughs> 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 one of my dad's favorite movies. I'm not, I kid you not, Space Cowboys is one of my dad's favorite movies. I can't knock them for it because it's a lot of fun. <laughs> it's not fantastic, but that movie is a ton of fun. All right, Jay, let's get into our final trailer for Trailer Park this week. We got the trailer for Dr. Sleep.
1: You're magic, like
0: me. I need you to listen to me. The world's a hungry place. A dark place. Hi there. I only met two or three people like us. They died. When I was a kid, I bumped into these things. I don't know about magic. I... I always called it the Shining. All right, man, not sold on this trailer at first. I was not sold on it until that very end when they play that shining theme. Uh I think they're very much aware of what they need to
1: do. And I think they understand that it is going to be a really challenging property to bring to screen. So
0: it, it was super challenging because... This movie has to please a lot of people, right? A lot uh, of cooks in the kitchen. Right. So, so which could be bad. So, so first things first, Mike Flanagan is, is bringing it to screen. Right. He was the creator behind haunting on Hill house, uh, haunting of Hill house. It was on Netflix. People loved that shit. I, I liked it. I thought it was a little bit melodramatic, but I for the most part I enjoyed it. So he has to first off he's writing and directing this, so right. it's all on him. So he first off has to please the king of horror himself, Stephen King, right? He has to please him first because Stephen King has a lot of creative control over a lot of these movies these days. Uh he has a lot of say in what goes on in them. And least. he more so he
1: said that he did take a lot of points or well, exactly. pointers from him and Um, also, you know, asking permission as far as like what he thought that he can contribute with the original Shining movie. They. Stephen King himself
0: did not like right. Stephen King famously didn't like Kubrick's version of The Shining Uh, so Kubrick's version of The Shining kind of in in some ways it almost seemed like it purposely thumbed its nose at Stephen King and there's some things in there he didn't like if you want to know more about this please 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 check out the documentary Room 237 a lot of crazy crackpot theories in there about The Shining some of them sound really true some of them don't but it also delves into this weird crazy mind that stanley kubrick had that i think it's very possible that some of these theories about stanley kubrick are true i could see that but anyway a lot of a lot of the stuff that went on in that movie stephen king was not happy with so first off flanagan has to has to please an audience right most general audiences experience with The Shining is the Kubrick film. It's one of the classic sure. horror film, film movies. It's one of the classic horror movies that's ever been made. It's my favorite horror film. But so, also
1: but also a lot of, even if you haven't seen the movie, there's a lot of photos right. that have a big lasting impact on, are, on Right, on, the on, elevator on opening up
0: with blood. Right,
1: like that's a The big elevator, deal. Jack Nicholson's face going through the door, the right. broken door, um, so, the kids, so you know, they have the hotel.
0: To, they have to play, so he has to play homage to the movie. He sure. has to please Stephen King, who, who didn't like the movie, but he still has to please him as well, so he's getting pointers from him about what he can include from Kubrick's Shining and mm-hmm. what he shouldn't include. He also has to obviously please the studio and the studio heads, and he has to please us, the audience, And adapt as well. this book. Right, and adapt this book, which, I'll be honest, I'm a Stephen King fan. I was not a fan of Doctor Sleep. I'm not a big fan of it. The Shining, I love. Doctor Sleep, not so much. The story of Doctor sleep is Danny Torrance now going by the name. Dan has had a little bit of a rough patch growing up. He started drowning out his shine, the shining ability that he had with alcohol. He's now in AA and his shining ability is coming back. He works uh, at a hospice and there is a cat there who knows when, which this is, this is actually based on true things. There are cats in, in hospice situations that go lay with a person as they're dying. he, has this ability to know when someone's dying, and he goes to them and stays with them through their death, and he kind of touches them with his shine a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, he starts getting in contact through his shining with a young girl named Aberstone. Aberstone's reaching out to him because they both have this same power, but she's being hunted by a group of individuals, a group of semi immortals who feed off of children that have the shining, they take their mist, which is like this this energy that they give off after they die through great torture. They breathe that in and that gives them power and allows them. To live longer, I guess. Writing. Yeah yeah. Right. Uh so it it's this it's 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 all there. It's all
1: set up. It's very much teased, it's there in the trailer. But I think the visuals aspect worked for me. Like it didn't look too cheesy i think it's um right perfectly set up for november it's just after it chapter two comes out i think it's set up perfectly for them to be successful for for when it comes out and, and, and when it releases
0: i so for me watching it like i uh watching this trailer i'm immediately flashing to like the things from the book Uh, like i didn't like the true knot in the book like i i didn't really like rose the hat as a character in in there uh and rose the hat is being played in this movie by rebecca ferguson and um you know i just wasn't i wasn't crazy about the story where they took The Shining or Steve and, and he famously hasn't done sequels to a lot of his books. It's one of the few sequels he's ever done. So it's kind of strange that now this book that was a New York Times bestseller, but everything Stephen King does is a New York Times bestseller, um, is, is now coming to the screen because I didn't like the story that much. So, there's things that are really intriguing me. The way they're tying it into Kubrick's Shining really intrigues me. The way this trailer shows images from that movie and does what I think, just watching it, looks like a fantastic job of recreating some of that stuff. They yeah. show the parts where, where Danny... It is
1: all recreation. Right. It's not original stuff being stolen right. into they, this movie. Yeah. They,
0: they show the stuff where Dan goes back to the Overlook Hotel and like he's looking through the living quarters they lived in and the doors bashed in and everything yeah. like that. So... like. Like, i'm I'm intrigued by like all of that, that. kind of stuff, yeah, I'm yeah. intrigued by that, but also it's just like, fire, I didn't like this story, so like I'm wondering like what what is Flanagan going to change about Stephen King's story? That's gonna make me like it more at this point, right? Like, like the the character of he's got complete freedom, right? The the character of Dan Torrance in the book is the one of the few things I liked, which is why I, I read the whole thing. Was like I really like Dan Torrance. I like where he, where that character went. I liked the the realistic aspect of that character, and I think Ewan McGregor is a brilliant choice to play him. Uh, one of the things that like I was reading was like,
1: well, I was intrigued to hear you say that because I I personally love Ewan, but I I don't know this book i don't know the story very much you don't and even know I, Stephen
0: king all that well well
1: <laughs> a little bit but it, it, it's just one of those things where I, I wasn't sure if he would be the right fit playing him he so is. i'm intrigued i think he that is uh, you said I, that you like him okay, when, I, when i look at good. the
0: list of like other people who were like up for this role john cusack mm, not so much he hmm. has been in a Stephen king movie before 1408 with him and Samuel. which was Jack. good i like that one. i like that one too um I just didn't see him as like a Dan Torrance, right? Like, I just, just reading the book and, and thinking of the character, I didn't see him as. In your that. head, yeah, yeah. Um, and then Chris Evans was also like at one point up for this role, which I feel like he's far too young to have been Dan Torrance, right? When he grows his beard out, he can, he can age himself like up a like little bit. Like, Evans was born in like 82, I think. Like, you know, so Ewan Greger's actually the right age as he's almost the same age Was that you like upper 40s yeah he's the same age that the actor who played danny torrance in the original shining is now mm. so it's like it, it works age progression wise and it, it works to fit yeah. into this world yeah um this is like one of those wait and see type things for me like yeah i'm excited for it because i like this this stephen king movie like renaissance that it has started like they Warner Brothers has known that they wanted to make this movie pretty much since Dr. Sleep came out and they got the rights to it. They've wanted to make this movie. It just took the complete juggernaut, star power, and you know, that just, just the fandom that surrounded the movie It to come out. It was a timing issue. Exactly. F- for all this stuff to start coming together, now the funding is there. Yeah. Because because it was successful. And now we're getting a bunch of modern takes on a lot of Stephen King's works. And yeah, I'm intrigued had it with that, Pet Cemetery recently. I'm intrigued to see I wasn't crazy about Pet Cemetery, but I'm intrigued to see yeah. where 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 they take a lot of these stories. Uh my butt's going to be in seat day 1 cuz I'm a big 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 Stephen King fan, but my expectations are pretty tempered. Like I said cuz I wasn't a huge fan of the Doctor Sleep novel. So I think I'm on board with you. I, I, I'm i
1: definitely going to see it opening weekend. I um, am a little tepidatious, but the same thing, you know, I th- this could go either way with me. I can be on board with it or I could just completely be bored. That's, I don't know.
0: That's what I'm, wor- I'm, I'm, wor- I'm also worried about like, you know, I, I wasn't crazy about like the secret society of people who are like. See, that doesn't bother me. It bothers me. I don't know what it was about. Maybe
1: it, it didn't work in the book, but like, I don't mind secret society stuff sometimes. Right. And the fact that they, they don't shy away from it in the trailer. Means that like they gotta be a little bit confident about what they're gonna portray on screen, right? And I love Rebecca, you know Ferguson. I think she's she's great, and she looked great as as being one of the leaders of yeah. that cult group. No, she so, is the leader.
0: She's rose the hat. I mean, yeah, the, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. And uh, the big bad. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I, I'm on board, man. I, I'm I'm cool. I'm 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 ready, man. <laughs> We'll see. I'm, I actually want to watch The Shining right now.
0: <laughs> I, I I was watching it like when you came in. I was when you came in tonight. I was watching. I'm, uh, the Shining.
1: I'm gonna have to try and check that out. Have you again. watched
0: two three the room two three seven though? No, 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 no. Find that documentary. Watch it. So worth it.
1: I'll probably okay. So I'll I'll rewatch The Shining because I'm due, and I'll probably I'll seek out that documentary, and I'll definitely be fresh, you know, a few months before this movie comes out. Yeah. yeah it's it's
0: it's extremely interesting but also like crazy at the same time yeah well I'm,
1: i'm cool that and this is the right kind of property you know people have a lot of fun with it it's a classic it's very unique and you know it, it it is what it is.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And that's that that. you know With a lot of Stephen King stuff, man, it's like you, you either go with it or you don't. But it's funny that like, I, and I'm sitting here saying like I I didn't like all like the secret society type stuff. But then I love a movie where there is an interdimensional being that is it takes the form of a clown and feeds (laughs) off the, the, the fear Uh, of children, right? You know, like where it's like, I like that, but I don't like this. Right. It's almost like it feels, it feels like it's either, it's either too grounded and not fantastical enough, or it's too fantastical. You know what I mean? (laughs) That's, I think that's my, that's my problem with it, where it's like, I like, I love the mist, like, and I, I love um, Frank Darabont's version of the mist where it's like, yeah sure like there's this there's this mist that takes over and it's a conduit to like another dimension and there's all these crazy creatures where it's like to me that's more believable than a group of immortals who are who are who are sucking the power out of children with the shining ability That's more believable to me than that. I don't know what it is about it. I, I wish I could put my finger on it because I wish I could tell people who I'm sure there's people listening to this who were fans of Dr. Sleep and are just like, Dave, you're fucking crazy. Like, you're you're nuts. That was a good book. Uh, you know, you're, yeah, you're, you're not. Tell us about it. I don't know why you're you not. Know, I, don't, I don't know why you're not with it. I'm down with it. But it's like, ah, I'm just I'm a little trepidatious, but I'm extremely excited because I like the casting. I like the look of I like the look of all this. I yeah. like the nostalgia factor. I like that they're taking us back into both worlds it's both a sequel while the book was a sequel yeah. to, to King's, they're, they're book. trying to take this serious they're yeah. not doing it corny like this is more so an adaptation of king's doctor sleep novel than it is a sequel to stanley kubrick's shining from 1980 however it is going to pay homage and reverence and fit with both the doctor sleep novel stephen king's yes. original shining novel and fit with flanagan Yeah, Kubrick's original shining. That's what Flanagan's trying to do. So it's extremely tight rope that he's walking, and I'm still intrigued to see it. Um, I'm liking, so liking what it's once again. I think, uh, you know, our big
1: blockbuster seasons are going to be having a brighter future. No,
0: right. This has been a, the summer started off pretty all right. It's pretty good, you know. We got, well, we got, the, mean, we got the Avengers Endgame, you know, and Endgame then like was great. Everything else, we got Shazam. Shazam was good. Shazam was great. There's, there's a lot of good stuff early on in the season. It's just, man, this, this, this middle summer stretch is just. It's long and it's, it's been sour. It's been pretty sour. But yeah. like the fall, the early fall is looking pretty tasty, you know? Like we got It Chapter 2 coming. Oh, let's not forget, we still got us this year too, which was which was great. Again, us was early, a nice little early summer too. You know, well, late late winter or even. But we've gotten some great films this year. It's just we're so used to the spectacle of big summer blockbusters being where it's at. And I think art. John Wick. All right. I think our sentimentalities as an audience aren't there with Big Summer Blockbusters anymore. We're starting as audiences for, as moviegoers. We're starting to understand and enjoy nuance and appreciate little things that happen in movies when they happen and the big spectacle is not appealing to people as much anymore right we've been saturated with big spectacle we've seen it right we've seen it do fantastic things we've seen it do some pretty mundane things we've been burned by it before as an audience now we're we're now more interested in seeing more character driven stories and sure sure it's why you know spring and fall have become the place for, for that stuff, you know? Uh, yeah. My only studio,
1: uh, a category type movie was Avengers Endgame. is, is Endgame? Yeah. I mean, if you want to count us, I mean, I was an a minus, but like, that's i mean semi
0: studio but it, it's not a big blockbuster it's just a, as far as the
1: blockbusters go
0: it's the only end it's a so weird far near. but i mean like i there's been some some gems that i've really enjoyed this oh, year oh yeah there's been some good as indies as well yeah so um it, it's it's going to be fun to do our year end recap and stuff we do like our top 5s from the I year i always end. love it i yeah because like I, I i always feel like there's something in there that you and i haven't haven't discussed like we always find something like oh man i really love this you know well it gets intriguing
1: because you know you guys know i t- i tend to watch a little bit more than dave does and i try to push him to see certain movies sometimes and sometimes it gets around to singing and sometimes not
0: yeah it has to but strike my fancy man i'm like i, I, I get love, it i get i, get I love it. trailers man i know so when you tell me to watch something i immediately watch the trailer i go does this intrigue me <laughs> <No>. <laughs> And, and so the year ends get,
1: get interesting with our top fives and it's always fun to talk about. And I do love bringing those things together because. I like it. I like it more and more now. I you know keeping track of all my grades year to year and like all the movies I've seen. I like it's funny because the
0: movies doing that now I always wind up liking and putting on my top five list are not always the movies that I graded the highest, right? Because my top five list always Oh yeah, yeah, that's true. Always that comes is true. down to like my rewatchability. How rewatchability
1: how much yes. have I have yes. I liked this movie? Yeah. Like rewatching this movie. Personal wise. Right. Like it's like a personal list, top five. We're like, I think I gave Not like a B grading. plus to
0: Annihilation last year, but that was my number one movie. Like I loved oh, yeah. that movie. Yeah, yeah. Uh Ready Player One is a right. movie that like I know it wasn't popular with a lot of people. I know a lot of people didn't like the changes that were made from the novel. I know a lot of people didn't didn't quite go with it. I loved that movie. You know, I I had a great time watching that movie. So I there's still yeah. so much more season to go that like I know a lot of people are pretty sour on 2018 right now, but honestly, 2019, 2019. Uh, honestly, it's just been a couple bad. Look, weeks. We're, six, it's been a, we're six months into the year, it's right? Been a, it's been so, a couple of bad weeks is what, I, is what I'm looking at. It's been a couple bad weeks at the movies. Your blockbusters aren't panning yeah. out. But other than that, like, a couple bad weeks that's normal that's that that's February for movie goers. come on I'm
1: pretty I'm, <laughs> I'm very confident with the second half of the year we'll be we'll be fine
0: yeah absolutely so that's gonna do it for Super Movie Brothers tonight if you're enjoying the show please head over to your favorite podcasting app leave us a five star review if they allow you to leave comments please leave us a comment we also have some episodes uh, available for you on Patreon for just one dollar you can get the additional monthly episode or more or, or if you pledge more <laughs> there are other incentives for you there so head over to patreon.com slash super movie bros podcast the episode that is going up very shortly is bad date stories Jay talking oh, about date stories, I love it and uh, I have another bad date story and I think uh, also on there I will I'll ask Chris uh, from gravity beard permission to to pull my clips from his bad date stories that yes. he did over there uh, to put up for people to listen to as well so that all is available on patreon no movie talk there who doesn't want to listen to that no, no movie talk but i do have another horrifying story that was <laughs> very similar to that of the one that i had when i was with chris but uh yeah band-aid stories are just uh, bane of my existence because like it ca- telling the story causes me to relive it and then I'm um, also just distanced enough away from it to see how fucking crazy and ridiculous it really was. Yeah. Uh, and then also uh, make sure that you check out our good friend Thomas Ianucci over on the Spotify's. Uh, he provides our trailer park music. He's a great friend of the show, and we can't encourage you to support him enough. So please check out his music. He's a fantastic artist, Hawaiian Grammy Award winning artist. I always God have to remind right. myself. God damn right. Uh, and then of course we are part of a network. We are part of the Podfix Network. So. So head over to podfixnetwork.com and check out all the fantastic shows that are part of the Podfix Network you can also check out some of our movie cocktail recipes up there I want to thank all of you guys for listening yes. have a great night cheers cheers